And we are live. So, welcome to episode 173 of An American Werewolf in New Jersey. I am the American Werewolf. I am beginning uh, the first episode of ongoing coverage for Zack Snyder's upcoming series that's going to drop on Netflix called Rebel Moon. I have been a Snyder fan since 2004, and uh, when that started with Dawn of the Dead, uh, moving on to 300, uh, moving on to Watchmen, I was a fan of that, uh, moving on to uh, his uh, DC Universe. I am a huge fan of that DC Universe. Um, I know that he and that DC Universe, and you know, a lot of his films elicit a strong reaction in one direction or the other. I'm a fan. Uh, I didn't care that um, you know people felt it was dark or you know it's not Superman or anything like that. Like I, I honestly don't care. Um, I, I don't want action comedies. Uh, if I want that, I have Marvel. We've had four movies from Christopher Reeve. Uh, they were largely action comedies. I saw uh, Donner Superman when it dropped. Uh, in 78, I was nine years old. Um, I loved it. Drove my parents crazy uh, for Superman shit for forever. Um, but I'm not nine anymore. And I look at them now and, you know, they're still good for what they were at the time. Um, but yeah, they're, they're action comedies. Um, same with Burton's Batman. I loved it for what it was back in 89. I was about 20 when that dropped. Uh, I'm not 20 anymore. Um, and, you know, no disrespect to Michael Keaton, but Batman is not five foot six. So um, when I hear, you know, the the vitriol and all that about, you know, Snyder, I, I don't really take it very seriously because I, I don't consider them to be serious arguments. Um, and so that's where I stand with that. Um, so I remain a Snyder fan going on 20 years. And he has a new series coming up and I can't wait. Um, just coming hot off, well, not hot off the heels, but a two years off the heels of uh, his Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, uh, which I love. Um, I've seen it about maybe four, maybe five times. I own it on uh, 4, uh, 4K uh, back behind me over here. Um, just fantastic. This series coming up is going to drop in December, and I'm going to be covering uh, more and more uh, as we get closer to that release date. Uh, with any and all information that I can bring to you. And hopefully, um, you know, uh, we'll enjoy it together. Uh, or hate it. You know, some people will hate it. Maybe the haters will show up. That's fine, too. Because, um, you know, this is America. And uh, you're allowed your own opinion. All right. So here we go. There was an enormous article uh, on in Vanity Fair. Um, and it basically is it's talking about uh, first look Vanity Fair. This is from yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Uh, Sophia Botella's Kara, a fugitive warrior in hiding, harvests the grain that sustains the small moon. She has come to call home. And she, yeah, looks kind of cute. Okay, a little wafy thing. All right, so Zack Snyder goes galactic and exclusive first look at Rebel Moon. Uh, the Netflix saga was once Snyder's pitch for a Star Wars movie. Now it's a universe all its own. That would have been interesting, and it certainly couldn't have. Uh, a Snyder Star Wars could not have been any worse than uh, what we got with that last trilogy. Um, 
I don't like these light, bright, and you know, happy, shiny kind of things. And I, to be honest, when we covered uh, Rogue One, I said, you know, for a movie uh, that was that dark, um, you shouldn't have had that. You know, just like I'm tired of that. So if you're going to do something, do it, do it different, go all the way. This was written by Anthony Bresnikan. And it's a long article, so I'm going to try to get through it uh, relatively quickly. And then I've got a, a backup article uh, kind of from one of the haters. Um, so, yeah, let's get into that. Zack Snyder is world-building once again with Rebel Moon, this time the 300 Injustice League filmmaker is creating not just one world, but a sprawling menagerie of planets full of cyborg warriors with molten metal swords, giant half-humanoid arachnids, and ancient robots that seem to have emerged more from medieval times than the future. The new Netflix space saga that Snyder directed and co-wrote extends far beyond the verdant orb of the title. That moon is actually one of the more modest worlds. It circles an immense gas planet at a distant edge of the galaxy and is populated mainly by farmers. It's nowhere special, but it's about to change the balance of power in this fictional universe. While any sci-fi extravaganza naturally features copious digital effects, Snyder also used his estimated budget of at least $166 million. That's not bad by today's standards, $166 million to manifest as much of it in real life as possible. The issue is going to be, is this going to drive subscriptions to Netflix? Uh, I don't think this is going to get a, a theatrical release. In a Santa Clarita Canyon just outside of Los Angeles, a full-size abandoned starfighter decays not far from what appears to be an idyllic Scandinavian-style village, compete with clusters, blah, 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 blah. This story, okay, let's move it along a little bit. This story, which Snyder has been mulling uh, for more than three decades, focuses on outcasts, malcontents, and refugees from many disparate planets who join forces to rise up together against a punishing authoritarian government, as in real life, uniting so many different factions is easier proposed than accomplished, but in the story and behind the scenes as multiple plot lines intertwine in every way, Rebel Moon is a heavy lift. I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't know why I always make an ensemble movie. I can't wait to not do that. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, I love it, Snyder says. He feels that constructing his worlds in real life make the otherworldly feel more immersive. Uh, and it certainly worked uh, for the movies that I've seen. And you, I, I fully get into uh, what uh, Snyder does. Um, tons of testosterone, tons of action, um, you know, very grounded. Um, yeah, good stuff. This movie is, was me going, of course, it's a space opera. But let's not lens it that way. Let's lens it in a more intimate way so that the sci-fi elements feel more grounded. We're not always saying, look at how big our spaceships are or how weird our planets look. That happens, but it happens as an organic part of the world we're in. You're there, and so the things you see on that journey are not forced upon you or spoon-fed to you. And then look at these characters. Looks pretty cool to me. Um, first look, Vanity Fair. Snyder shares thoughts while sitting in a tavern built in a port uh, city set, sweating profusely as he directs a gunfight sequence. A network of overhead pipes. All right, blah, 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 blah. Debuting on Netflix on December 22nd. So this is going to be a Christmas drop. Uh, Rebel Moon is not just one movie. It's already a saga with plans to split the film into two parts. That makes the $166 million price tag estimated from California tax filings a two-for-one bargain. Out of rent, $83 million each. Okay. 
So the second part's release date has not yet been verified, but Snyder wants it to follow closely on the heels of the first one. It won't be long after Netflix can do things that a rational studio can't do as far as how close the movies are released. Um, and okay, so we have a little clip here that um, looks like a YouTube clip. Uh, let's get into that and see what he has to say. I would tell people I'm going to be a movie director and they'd be like, okay, that's great. That's good. <laughs> this is just from from Watchmen to Justice League. Okay, uh, let's see. Also arriving at later dates will be more explicit, harder edge cuts of the two movies. So we've got Ultimate Editions sorts of things. The first version of Rebel Moon will hit screen. Two hit screens will be a fantasy adventure that anyone can enjoy and watch. The later cut will be strictly for adults. I think for fans of mine and people who are already who are ready to take a deeper, harder dive, that'll be fun for them. Uh, it's already fun for them. Uh, so, yeah, if, if the gamble pays off. Uh, it's already been fun for him. Originally, the script was one movie, but it was in Zach form, said his wife and longtime producing partner, Deborah Snyder. It was 172 pages. Typically, a page, a script equals a minute on screen. So that's about three hours. So Rebel Moon was shaping up to be approximately three hours long which were Netflix film chairman Scott Stuber. Stuber was like, on the service, under two-hour movies really do better for some reason, even though you'll binge watch a series of eight episodes, which is absolutely true. Um, Deborah Snyder says, Zach said, if you ask me to make this less than two hours, I'm going to lose all the character. You won't care about the people. It's a character story about how people can change and redemption and what are you willing to fight for. So he said, what if I give you two movies? If that gamble pays off, there may be more Rebel Moons to come. It all starts with that nowhere world covered in fields of wheat. So, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. And hopefully, um, you know, he, he, Snyder likes to stay in the good graces, it seems, of his. He's not a combative director uh, with the studios uh, for good or for bad. Um, and I'm hoping that you know, what this will eventually lead to is success for Rebel Moon, but also then success for uh, the possibility of him getting to finish his Justice League. So I I'm sure he's walking a very polite wire. Um, and I, I hope, you know, that Netflix will, you know, um, have some success with this because I want good things to, I want good things to succeed. I know that there are, um, you know, and I was talking about this last night on Twitter, you know, negativity drives, um, you know, um, traffic on the internet in both directions. So there are some people who, you know, six months before this dropped out, they're already firing shots at it. Um, and then, you know, so that drives traffic for them, so on and so forth. Uh, I don't have an entrenched position like that. I want, if it's good, uh, for it to succeed. If it's not good, I'll pro I'm going to check in anyway. And then, you know, we can say that, but I, I don't know why anyone would be motivated to, you know, just do that and then, you know, spend their time having to watch something in advance they know is going to be shitty. Um, I don't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's not where I'm at. And hopefully this will be good and we can come back to more uh, Snyder in the future. Uh, let's get back to the article. Um, the moon, okay, blah, 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 blah. The moon on Velt is a David facing Goliath of the mother world, which has amassed abundant wealth, political power, and an immense army. Velt is nowhere special until the rulers of the mother world decide to seize it as a breadbasket. 
They landed at the village to say, listen, you guys will be our local food source while we're tromping around this part of the galaxy. So how long till the harvest comes in? It sounds a bit like Seven Samurai. The villages are, villagers are pretty much stunned by the brutality, but they don't realize what level the mother world's ready to go, Snyder says. A newcomer named Cora rallies them to resist rather than roll over. She has been hiding on this moon after fleeing from her own role within the leadership of that oppressive government. So this also sounds a little bit like um, uh, the Finn role uh, in the trilogy, or at least, you know, the, the role that Finn should have had. I always said that Finn should have been the main character of the trilogy, but, you know, it turned out the way that it did. That's her abandoned starship out beyond the wheat fields. The Imperium comes down and they want to take the women and take the children and they need more soldiers. Deborah Snyder says they're going to take their food and the villagers go, look, we can bargain with them. The fugitive hiding in the midst is the only one who knows how foolhardy that is. Cora used to be in the Imperium, and she's like, guys, this ends badly for everyone. So, I mean, it's I don't want to get into, because, I mean, this goes on forever. You've got Charlie Hunan. This is a very long article. Um, but, I mean, it, it sounds like a decent premise. Uh, and you're going to have real, if it's Snyder, you're going to have some, some metal-themed, uh, uh, action going on here. So, yeah, I mean, it, it looks really good. Um, I this, But this is a really long article, and I, I don't know that I want to get into all of it. Um, let's take a look at some of the other articles. Um, let's see what we've got here. Hmm, let's see. This is from The Wrap. Okay, and this is from yesterday, too. It's, Snyder set to release more explicit cut uh, after the initial release. Uh, fans of Zack Snyder know there's usually a director's cut of his latest film in the tank, offering a harder-edged or longer version of the initial material. So it should come as no surprise that with his new Netflix space epic Rebel Moon, a harder cut, a quote-unquote harder cut of the film is already being readied for release after the initial debut. The Netflix original, which Snyder wrote and directed, is so long it's being split into two films. Snyder told Vanity Fair that the first version of these, okay, uh, is a version that everyone can enjoy and watch. Uh, yeah, okay. So it, that is not unlike the three-hour Ultimate Edition of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, his, director, his director's cut of Sucker Punch, which I never saw Sucker Punch, and Watchmen, and of course the Snyder cut of Justice League, but... Instead of offering up his true version in a director's cut, as with Zack Snyder's Justice League, Snyder is happily overseeing the release of both versions of the Rebel Moon movies, so there are merely two different ways to watch the film. Um, yeah, okay. That sounds good. December 22nd. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with any of this. Um, it, it sounds really good. Um, it sounds like it's full of action, um, but not everybody feels that way. So uh, let's take a look at one of the um, other uh, types of opinions that are going here. And this comes from Bounding into Comics, which is a, which is a good page and a good, uh, a good channel, um, site, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it says, direct, uh, dead on arrival. Uh Zack Snyder, yeah, here, pounding in the comments. Zack Snyder claims non-binary character brings quote-unquote heart to upcoming Netflix uh, film series Rebel Moon. Director Zack Snyder, and this is from yesterday, 
uh, recently revealed that a quote-unquote non-binary character played by an actor named E. Duffy brings quote-unquote heart to his upcoming Netflix film series Rebel Moon. Speaking with Vanity Fair, Snyder explained the character named Milius comes from a small farming village that got destroyed and their people never really stood up. They got slaughtered. He went on to reveal that he believes the character brings heart, quote unquote, to a group of rebels that plan to fight back against the oppressive mother world. Snyder said, I think it's heart. That really is their specialty. In a lot of ways, they have the purest motivation to fight. Uh, he added, Everything, everyone else is battling some past demon, whereas Milius feels my world was destroyed and it was very similar to this world. I didn't get a chance to defend it, so I choose to defend this one. Um, the inclusion of a quote-unquote non-binary actor and character reveals this film is clearly attempting to normalize disordered behavior and reject the truth, quote, from medicine, natural law, and divine revelation, and we know that each person is created either male or female from the moment of conception, end quote. Okay, I don't, I guess that's coming from another link here, and I'm not going to. As Pope Francis notes in his, oh, geez, in his letter, uh, Amoris Laetitia, it, quote, it needs to be emphasized that, quote, biological sex and the socioculture of a sex gender can be distinguished but not separated. It is one thing to be understanding of human weakness and the complexities of life, and another to accept ideologies that attempt to sunder what we are what are inseparable aspects of reality. Let us not fall into the sin of trying to replace the creator. We are creatures and not omnipotent. Creation is prior to us and must be received as a gift. Due to the inclusion of this character and the obviousness that it is attempting to normalize disordered behavior, any Christian must have a negative opinion on it. Wow, that's that's really something. Wow, okay. Uh, Father Francis Fernandez uh, Carrijal, in, in Conversation with God, Volume 3, explains it is Christ who gives meaning to the way his followers think and live. Thus, it would make sense at all. It would not make sense at all if we set aside the supervening and determining fact that we are Christians whenever we have to work to judge a work of art or a political program, whether we have to carry out some business deal or plan our holidays. He continues, although he respects the autonomy of each discipline, the laws proper to each field of action and the broad freedom allowed him in everything that is a matter of opinion, the faithful follower of Christ does not consider any matter at all in only one of its aspects, whether that aspect be for example, economic, say, or artistic or cinematographic. He does not simply accept that particular undertakings or projects are good without taking a broader view of them. Uh, if due subordination to God is not respected in these undertakings, in these programs, or in that work of art, only one definitive assessment is made, a negative one. However good their partial values may appear to be, Father Francis concludes. Uh, one official description of the uh, film states, Rebel Moon is set in a peaceful colony um, on the edge of the galaxy that finds itself threatened by the armies of the tyrannical regent uh, Balisarius. It is only hope, 
It's only hope that a woman with a mysterious past who seeks out warriors from, it's only hope is a woman with a mysterious past who seeks out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand. The first part of Rebel Moon is expected to debut on December 22nd. So, wow, uh, they've gone all the way uh, to the church um, for denunciation uh, of this film. I am a Christian. I don't know that I'm going to really go that far because are you going to apply that to every single movie that you watch? I mean, is there, you know, does every single film apply specifically to uh, these sorts of parameters? Because if you do, I think we'd be weeding out a lot of different movies. Probably most horror movies would go right out the window. Um, so I, I'm not sure uh, that I'm really buying into that. Here's my opinion about having a non-binary character, and I speak for myself. Um, if there's a non-binary character in a story, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Here's the thing. Does the character have something to offer other than the fact that they are non-binary? If they do, then maybe it's a good character. If they do and it's still written poorly, it still may not be a good character. If the only thing that they have to offer is that they're non-binary or gay or straight or whatever, then it's a shit character and it should be pointed out as such. But to lay that sort of uh, um, overlay, to put that sort of overlay over this film, um, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Um, again, uh, if we see that, you know, the writer of this article is applying this formula uh, to everything that they cover, um, then, you know, it holds some legitimacy. Uh, otherwise, um, I would say that's that's stretching it. Uh, but, you know, people have to go their own way about it. And if that's, you know, the way that they choose to, you know, uh, look at this film or through that particular lens, that's up to them. Um, so we've got some uh, idea of what this is about. Uh, it's going to be split into two movies. Drops The first part drops December 22nd. I didn't want to go through that entire thing because that would be like an hour-long article. Uh, but it sounds interesting to me. I'm going to watch it. I can't wait. Um, and then after that, there's going to be a harder edge director's cut after that. That sounds like perfect Zack Snyder to me. So I hope you're going to enjoy uh, Rebel Moon. I'm going to be bringing more updates through this channel and American Werewolf. If you see this video, please like the video. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, one word comment is fine. Uh, sub to the channel. Uh, I'm going to be covering uh, more of this and other uh, more relevant topics um, as they appear. Um, I thank you very much for your time. and. Uh, I'll see you in the next stream. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.